Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast episode 111. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast, How's Your Week Been? Okay, you know those jobs that you put off all the time and you think, I'm definitely going to get around to that. I'm definitely going to do that when I have more time. Well, today's episode might inspire you to get on and do one of those jobs because today we are talking all about SEO. That's right, you heard correct search engine optimization, I can't even say it, let alone teach you anything about it. It is not going to be a surprise that today I have not one, but two lovely guests with me. Because quite honestly, what I know about SEO would last about 30 more seconds. It's something that for whatever reason, I put such a mental block on and just A, I just find feel like I find it difficult and B, It's something that doesn't interest me, which doesn't help it, you know, or help me when I'm trying to learn it. Anyway, it's super important. I'm trying so hard not to put a down on it before these two amazing women come on. It's super important. And I know there are lots of you out there who do do some SEO stuff. And therefore, it was really important for me to get someone on to talk about this because I know I don't know anywhere near enough of what I need to know about it. And if you're sat there thinking, I don't even know what SEO is is or search engine optimization is, then you will still want to listen to this episode because I promise you there is something for everyone. We are talking at a fairly good level that most people should be able to take something away from this. And if I can understand it, then 
believe me, you can absolutely understand it. So I really, really want you to enjoy today's episode. And like I said, maybe you will be inspired to do something with your own SEO. So today I have the very lovely Hannah and Sarah, who are the hosts of the podcast S-E-O-S-A-S. This is going to be a really difficult podcast if I'm going to keep saying stuff like that. And these two girls have worked in this industry for a long while. They've been both agency side and in-house side. They've done lots of different industries and they love SEO, which A, is easy to tell from interviewing them and speaking to them because they're very passionate about it. But B, they wanted to get it across in a way that everyone can understand because SEO is actually traditionally a very male industry. It's also very techy sounding and people do get a bit overwhelmed by that. And they wanted to bring it in a way that actually it isn't as difficult as it sounds. And there are some things that everybody can do. Don't get me wrong. There's some very smart stuff that I'm sure is very difficult that these girls do. But for me, there is definitely stuff you can take away from this. So Hannah is a Chartered Institute of Marketer qualified marketer with a decade of experience, and she has gained specializing in digital marketing, SEO in particular. Her favorite aspects of SEO are pretty much everything from technical deep dives to strategic content and link building in-depth analysis. I don't know what on earth I'm talking about, but they're going to help us find that out. Uh, she is one half of an SEO power couple, as Hannah's husband is also an SEO expert. And when Hannah's not working, she likes to do nothing more than hiking and mountain climbing with Dom. Very different from SEO. Okay, Sarah is also a qualified Institute of Marketer, and she has around seven years experience in marketing. God, I can't speak today. Marketing, specializing in digital and SEO. Over the years, Sarah's worked both in-house and agency side and has done loads of different campaigns. Sarah is a self-confessed geek when it comes to SEO and loves the challenges that comes with both industry and as a whole, creating and implementing strategic SEO campaigns that drive traffic and conversion for her clients. Sarah works as an SEO specialist at Like My Media, and when she's not doing that, she likes to go on adventures with her girlfriend and her pooch, Millie the Jet Russell. And also, this is very interesting, she blows off steam playing roller derby, where she goes by the name Badass Bambi. I believe it. I believe every word. Anyway, I think you're going to love these girls. They give such good advice around SEO. And if you want to find out more and want to go deeper, then their podcast is definitely the place to do it. Like I said, it's called SEO SAS. And I just want to put a caveat that when we recorded this episode, which was probably quite a few weeks ago, in fact, it was the beginning of Jan, I think, if I remember rightly, everything was correct at the time. But as with social media, things can change fairly fast. So obviously, if something has changed, then don't come shouting at us because it was right as we recorded it. Anyway, I will leave you to listen to people who know way more about this than I do. Enjoy the episode. So it's with much pleasure that I welcome the very lovely Sarah McDowell and Hannah Bryce to the podcast. Welcome, ladies. Hello. 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 Thank you for having us. Yes, very excited to be on your podcast. Oh, no, I'm excited to have you on because... As I've already said in the intro, 
Today we're talking about SEO and I've told people not to turn off because I know that they might go, oh, hang on a minute. I don't want to listen to this. I'm I'm promising them this is going to be totally worth their while because I know very little about SEO. And I was just saying to the the ladies before we got on, I love podcast episodes where I know nothing or not nothing, but I know very little about it because it means that A, I learned something which is ace and B, it means I can ask the stupid questions and none of you listening can sit there thinking, oh, thank God, she, she looks the fool. We don't have to by asking the stupid questions. So, so I'm really excited to get some kind of real basics for, for everyone. So if you've not come across SEO before, then you don't need to panic. This isn't going to be really, really high level, but I'm really excited to get those basics across. So before we get into it, Let's just find out how you two got to do what you're doing right now and become the SEO experts that you are. Wow. Okay. Hannah, do you want to start? Uh, You can. You go first. Okay. So I'm getting the baton to start. Uh, So basically, um, I sort of fell into SEO. So um, I studied dance at university, realized that I couldn't... Natural progression people, Uh, dance uh, into (laughs) SEO. Like, I mean... it will happen. It will happen. Uh, but yeah, realized realized I couldn't really make a living in dance in dancing. So I basically I um, went for a reception role at a SEO agency. They'd already filled that role, but what they were looking for was link builders that had no prior experience. So I pretty much fell into it and started from the bottom. So um, I was link building, content writing, and I was in that agency for a couple of years and I progressed. And then I moved from agency to in-house. And then that's where I met Hannah because we worked together at Slister's Firm. um, And then we parted ways and went other jobs in different industries and stuff. Um, And then, yes, and we also do a SEO, SAS podcast as well. Um, So that came about because me and Hannah a couple of years ago realized that the SEO industry was quite male dominated, Um, especially with like the speakers and even the audience, really. I mean, it's got better as the years have gone on, but I just saw an opportunity as like, we need a female led SEO podcast. We also wanted to make SEO fun. Um, so yes, so I've had about seven years experience in SEO, um, working both in-house and in agencies. So I've worked for different industries. Hannah? Uh, well, I started off um, as a marketing manager. Um, so doing pretty much the whole marketing mix. Uh, and then it for, did that for a few years, but realized, actually, I've, I, I remember the exact moment that I thought, I could do this when we had um, an SEO agency come in and pitch to us. And I was like, this, this looks really cool. I could, I could definitely do this. So sorry to whoever that agency is. Um, yeah, kind of just sort of uh, took your ideas and rolled with it and actually found that one, I was all right at it and two, I really enjoyed it. So moved on from that, tried our agency because wanted to get lots of experience with lots of different industries. Um, and then from there managed to get some really good uh, opportunities in-house where really really focus on honing my my skills in SEO um, and going into a bit more depth and yeah so at at the minute I'm working uh, at Gymshark as part of an SEO team which is amazing and obviously Sarah's part of my extended team outside of work. Hmm. Cool no that's so good and actually you said a couple of things there that are really important that first off it's a very male-dominated industry and has been for quite some time 
And secondly, you said, you know, you wanted to make it a bit more fun, which I think is totally a brilliant way to go about it. And to have the podcast, to have that medium that you can explain and get your personalities across and that sort of thing. And tell us again what that podcast is called, because my idea for this episode is that if you're listening to this and you think that's awesome, it's a great introduction, but actually I do want to know more, then these ladies have got the perfect podcast for you. So what's it called again? So the podcast is SEO SAS and it's called SAS because we want to be seen as your special answering service. Uh, So a bit of play on like the combat and army and stuff. And it was basically, it came about because um, lots of people know about SEO or know that they need to do it, but A, they don't really understand what they should be doing or because it gets this sort of um people think it's a boring subject people easily turn off so we wanted to yeah so with the podcast it is about educating and so we find relevant topics to talk about maybe there's something that's happened in the industry recently or maybe there's just some myths or um anything really but the main thing is to make it fun because seo isn't boring and if you get it and you start trialing stuff on your website or working on it you can get some really good results and I think Hannah would agree yeah just on that point as well as fun because obviously we like to think it is a lot of fun but one of the other really main important points is that it's accessible because with SEO people think oh it's it's just a dark art I don't understand it it must be super technical and really really complicated and we like to think that we're helping to make it a little bit less Hmm. complicated because it's not as complicated as everybody thinks it is no Okay, cool. And and lots of people that listen to this podcast have their own business, they're doing their own marketing, and they can't go to, you know, a big agency for SEO. So this is why I wanted this episode to actually give them those kind of helps and, and help and hand and tips and things to do it a bit themselves. So I'm going to start right at the beginning, and I'm going to literally ask you, what is SEO? And when I ask you that, I also want you to explain what it stands for. So who wants to take that one? I'll take that one if that's okay. Um, So yes, so SEO stands for search engine optimization. So basically it's the process of increasing both the quality and quantity of traffic to your website by increasing the visibility of a website or web page to people on search engines such as Google. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm searching for something in Google and SEO is going to help me come higher up in the rankings. Yes, to get you that traffic to that page or that website. Um, Now, when people talk about SEO, most people think about Google because at the end of the day, Google is used by a lot of people, but there are other search engines such as Bing, uh, Safari, but um, most people will talk about Google and be optimizing for Google. And what but is when we talk, sorry, when we talk SEO, are we the stuff you're telling us today? Is this only for Google? Is this for everything? And it's all kind of much of a muchness. Well, I would say so this is more sort of gearing towards Google, but it still sort of works for other search engines such as Bing, but it's just. Different search engines have their own ways of ranking websites, Um, but I would always stick to Google because that's the one that's most used by by people. But what is 
important to know is that Google has over 200 ranking factors. So what that means is there are over 200 factors that Google are looking at when they're looking at ranking pages and websites. And yes, so um, that that is quite a big number, um, but it I see that as opportunities. So lots of different opportunities that you can optimize your website or web page. And there are three main ones, aren't there, out of those? Okay, because I'm sat here laughing to myself because I was going to go, and we're going to go through every 200. <laughs> like, no, we're not. We are not doing that. And in all honesty, I think that's what scares people because like... They're thinking, oh, I've given up already because if I've got to do 200 extra things on my website, you can forget that. You know, so I, I totally get why people are, think that it's this crazy, weird thing and it's really hard. So, sorry well, to interrupt you. No, I mean, so I would say that SEO sort of falls into two main categories. So you've got your on-page stuff and your off-site stuff so on page refers to things that you actually do to a page to optimize it for search engines such as google so you've got um meta descriptions which are so your meta descriptions is so when you go into google and you search for a keyword like give me a keyword hannah um red hat red hat your meta descriptions so you've got your listings of all your websites your meta descriptions is that um, description underneath the blue link that you click so it's normally okay. a couple of lines so it's just a description of what that page is your title tags is what um, makes the clickable link in google you've got um, keywords on that page you've got speed you've got um, your headers so on a page you have your main title and you've got your subheadings mm-hmm. um, and it's just getting a little bit technical there's also things like metadata so you can use metadata so it's code basically that you put on your page to help google understand what that what that page is about or what that content on that page is about and then off-site refers to things that you do externally from your site so that's like building backlinks to your website so when you're i don't know if you want to chip in on this but you generally have your two different categories with seo don't you so it's on-site and off-site. Yeah. Yeah. And one last thing that I will say on this point is most people, when they think about SEO, um, they just think it's about keywords and they just think about how many times a keyword is put on a website when it's not. That that was way back, way back when. So when Google or the internet first came about, that was the only way that Google could kind of understand what a page or a website was about, was about keywords. But it's so much sophisticated now. It's more about the page speed. You've got your user experience. You've got your technical aspects. So is your website accessible to Google? Um, so, yes, I hope that sort of explains that. Or if you've got any questions. <laughs> okay, so... Just so you know, people, that my face does glaze slightly over with this stuff. And I happily admit to anybody that listens to my audience that I am not techie, not to this extent. So, and and if you're listening to this thinking, oh my word, backlinks and like site speed and stuff, don't panic. Do not panic because I promise you we're going to help you understand some of these things that kind of bring you in. And I know that Paul, Sarah and Hannah are probably sat there thinking, Teresa, you're an idiot because this is their... 
<laughs> this is what they do day in, day out. And obviously to them, this is probably like a very low level uh, conversation we're having here, but I really wanted to open it up as many as people as possible. And actually this kind of comes to my next thought around the fact that there are lots of myths around SEO. And I think that I remember years ago, and obviously I've been in marketing a long time, I remember seeing an SEO company and it literally was like a dark art. There was only very specialist Jedi type people that could do it and you shouldn't even think about it. So what are some of those myths and and is it what people think? Is it that it's a dark art? Is it, I mean, I saw something not that long ago that's like, oh, it's dead now. Don't even bother with it. And then obviously you can't do it yourself. You've got to get someone else in. So just help us understand some of those myths. Okay, I'll take this one then. Um, so touching on the on the dark art side of things it isn't it isn't a dark art that that partly comes from one people not understanding seo but two there being several different ways of doing it so there's there's ways of doing it which is wrong and really really bad which might get you to the rankings for a short amount of time but then you'll plummet and your site could even get blacklisted and all that kind of stuff so that that's called black hat so if you see anything to do with black hat stay away from it okay. white hat seo is the complete opposite so playing on the whole magic side of things, you can see where these names are coming from. But the best ways of doing it are all the documented ways and just touching on sort of the dark art side of things. Sometimes just making one change can make a huge difference and that might be all you need to do for several months. So okay. maybe just changing the title of a page can literally increase traffic by 20%. Wow. So. Yeah. So it, sometimes it's really, really small things and other times it's a lot of things. So just touching back on what is SEO and what Sarah was saying, you've got, like you say, on-site and off-site stuff, but you've got, you've got the technical bits. So I'm not going to go too far into this, but like the page speed, like making sure you've got all the right signals to Google, making sure that things are in the right place, all that kind of stuff. If you've done all of that and you just keep, you maintain it, you keep on top of it. It's like having a car with a really, really good engine and a warranty and all that kind of stuff. You just maintain it. Content then and the link side of things is all the stuff that you then can do to improve it. So that's all your spoiler and I don't know, your heated seats all of that kind of stuff that's actually going to keep moving you up so you can carry on with you te- you've done your technical you've got a really nice work like machine that's working for you yeah the other side of things just helps you improve and like I say it can just be one thing a month just like you would with an upgrade of like you would read in your house or your car or whatever do you know what I mean yeah, yeah absolutely. it's not that scary it's it's not like you've got to do all of them and suddenly you've unlocked SEO and now you now it works <laughs> Level for <up>. you <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Sonic the Hedgehog or something. Like yeah. That's exactly. Can I just say that Hannah is the queen of analogies and we've actually coined <laughs> a term on our podcast that we call them a penalogy. Love it. Love so it. She is and, the queen. and I need stuff like that, you know, and I think we do because I think, like you said, there's a there's myths around this that put put us off and make us think oh, I can't even go there because it's too big and too scary. But like you said, you know, I'm more than happy about that. So I'm guessing that you're going to say, Hannah, that, you know, obviously it's not dead. This is something that we should still actively be doing. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the reason that people say it's dead is primarily because Google now will take content from your website and and display it however it likes without necessarily people needing to click through to your site. But that's not in every single case. And it's not in most cases, to be honest. Usually when people are researching something with an intention to buy, they'll then 
they'll want more information. It's not just what Google shows in. Do you know when it, when you search for something and it comes up and it'll give you the answer um, in a big box? And sometimes yeah. that's all you'll need. It could be what time is, I don't know, Corey's open until. Um, and it will show you that or what does BBC mean? And it will show you that and you don't need to click through. But if you want more information and most people on the buying journey will, then you, you do need to click through. So that's why people think it's dead because Google's displaying whatever it wants. But actually, it's not. Mm. It's really, really not. Mm. And, and often I find, so this morning, right before this podcast, I was Googling uh, skincare for teens and for my, because my daughter's 10 and she's, bless her, she's going to really appreciate me saying this on the podcast. <laughs> she's getting a couple of spots and I wanted to see what I can give her. And so I Googled it and and the big box that came up at the top was not what I needed. Obviously it's pushing one product and what I was really looking for was like a review or a conversation or a forum yeah. or whatever it was. So, so like you said, it's not, it's not just that. That isn't always going to be the solution to the question that you're asking, is it? That's it. So all Google's trying to do is deliver you the best service there, but sometimes it doesn't always know. It can have the most sophisticated algorithms, Yeah, exactly. But sometimes you do want that bit more. So we're always going to need to offer more than the one stop. And just to add on to that point, there's always ways that you can entice people to click. So taking Hannah's point about, um, so when Google will take information and display it in, we call it a featured snippet or position zero. So it takes information and puts it right there on um, Google's like results page. Um, there's ways around that. You, so sometimes you you see a list in, in that box yeah. and there's little tips and hacks. So for example, Google can only show eight points on a bullet point list in that box. Mm-hmm. So if you have more than eight, it will sort of show that there's missing information and that will sort of entice people to click. Cause they're like, oh, well, I haven't got all the information here. So I need to click on to this website and get it more. And then that's, and so there are ways around it as well. Yeah, you can manipulate what, what is actually in those and you can target them as well. Okay, cool. So we know we need to do SEO. The other thing I just want to touch upon, because obviously one of the things I talk about on the podcast and we've had conversations about is the fact of, if you've listened to this podcast, is the fact that you there's Facebook ads and there's Facebook and there's social media. And the thing that I see the big difference when you're looking at SEO or advertising through something like Google and when you're looking at Facebook and you're looking at social media is... When you're doing the social media side, you are making an assumption that someone who fits the criteria of your customer may or may not be looking to purchase your thing at that point. Whereas the big difference with SEO and the big difference with, you know, if you were going to do Google Ads, which we are not going into today, but if you did do that, the fact is the intent is there. They are searching for that thing. So whereas on social media, you're hoping that you're targeting the right people and you're hoping that they're in the position to buy and you might get lucky. In fact, you know, people do get lucky. Obviously it works. However, from an SEO point of view, when I'm typing in skincare products for a 10 year old girl in the UK, I am looking to purchase skincare products for a girl in the UK. I could have been served an ad on Facebook, something Mm -hmm. similar, but I might not because I'm a mum of a 10 year old, but I might not be ready at that point. So just to answer on that point, when, so obviously one part of SEO is your keywords um, and you've got your different types of keywords. So for example, you have um, your keywords that are in the educational 
category Mm -hmm. and then you've got your keywords that are in your transactional category and there's lots more different types but if you understand, so obviously um, Google's getting better and better at understanding when someone puts a term into Google, what they want, what information they need. So if you understand what is an educational keyword over what a transactional keyword is, you can better optimize it. Because if it's a educational term or keyword, then that's where people are looking for blogs, information, reviews, articles. If it's transactional, um, so I don't know, buy cheapest or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, then you know that that person is wanting to buy rather than wanting to read information. So you can sort of understand, okay, this is what the person's intent is and this is the content that they need. So I'm going to write that content. Yeah. Also, just on that point and on, on your point, Teresa, about social media, when with keywords as well, it's really, really important to keep track of when what people are using to get to your site. And there's some free tools that you can use to do that. Um, but the point here is sometimes if people are only searching for your brand, so say it was a Vino or something like that but for the skincare, yeah. and actually you found that people only came to your website because they'd, they'd searched for a Vino and it was a new product that you you put, you put on social media, then you know that actually the attribution for that, the channel which actually is being successful for you is social media. People are then going on to Google to search for it later on, or they're being recommended it and because of the social media ad. Whereas if they're looking for skincare for acne or something like that, and then they're coming to your site, that's more likely to be because of your SEO efforts. Yes. Yeah. And, and you're entirely right. Everything's got its place, hasn't it? It's not that I'm sat here now today saying, don't go on social media anymore, people. Don't pay for Facebook ads. It's just a fact of things work for different things. And and like you said, if people are Googling something and finding it, then that is from your SEO, whereas new products, clicking through. So tell me some of those free tools that will help in terms of getting to know what people are, how they're finding my site. Yeah. So the main one here is Google Search Console. So if you've got Google Analytics set up, which um, every site should definitely, definitely, definitely have just to see how many visitors you're getting, how long people spend on pages, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You can also get Google Search Console set up really easily. It's, it's from the same sort of family. Okay. Um, and from that, you can look at the queries that people are literally typing into Google to come to your site mm. and the page that they're landing on, um, click-through rate for those pages, how many clicks exactly, all of that kind of stuff, as well as all the technical bits and pieces it keeps track of that for you as well so it's an amazing tool and it's completely free can I add a tool <laughs> just so I you know people I was gonna say so just put a hand up yes you may speak Sarah go ahead <laughs> it's the kid in me isn't it I always put my hand up um so another tool uh, to understand about uh, keywords and what you're ranking for is Neil Patel's Uber Suggest so basically this is an awesome free tool because it gives you so much information um but with his tool you can put in your url or anyone's url and Mm -hmm. it will tell you what keywords and pages you're ranking for so that's really really that and it's and i can't believe it's free like he should be paying he should be charging for it (laughs) um but i think that's really cool because you can kind of see what you're already ranking really well for but you can also find those low hanging fruit opportunities so what i mean there is okay so stats say that um people generally click from like first second or third result 
yeah so you're it's in your best interest to get high as you can um so basically low um identifying low-hanging fruit opportunities is really good so there you can sort of um find where you're ranking on positions five to ten or even on the second page and sort of see what pages are ranking higher than you and understand why so you can do a bit of investigation so put your Sherlock Holmes hat on and what's that thing called yeah if you listen to mine and Hannah's podcast you will understand our dynamic that I can't say words Hannah has to say (laughs) 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 it was so in tune or I'll say like words wrong so um there's a term um in the SEO world called canonicals and I always call them cankles (laughs) I love it it. I'm going off everyone knows what Sarah means (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you've turned you've come up with a new term for that that is now going to be you can google that and no, i'm joking you can't google it but, you know, and it's going to come up and your name's going to come up you should do that because you could because you guys know what you're doing <laughs> you could make that trend you should do that oh my gosh pressure Teresa. pressure i know, I know. i'm going to tell everybody to look for it now i'm joking um okay cool so we've got a couple of really good tools there is there any others that you want to add to that before we shift on there's loads of tools. So obviously, um, with SEO, you want to be using tools because it just makes your life easier. Um, so I don't know, maybe we could do a tool off. Yeah, go on then, yeah. Is that a thing? Like it, like it. Uh, so I'm going to start with uh, my, one of my favorite tools that I use pretty much every day, and it's called Screaming Frog. Okay. And basically, it's a website crawler. So what Screaming Frog will do is crawl your website, crawl all the pages and URLs and find issues, basically, that you need to fix. So it will find out if you've got missing meta descriptions, if you've got duplicate H1 tags, if you've got... um, like broken pages so um will it explain to you what a h1 tag is because i don't have a clue um it's it's just it just means header one so what it usually say on your home page you'll have um a main title and it'll be tagged up with a h tag so it'll be it'll be header one and that's what google would consume first on the page so it'll consume your headers uh, to be sort of find out exactly what's on the page before it then sort of gobbles up all the paragraphs and stuff um so yeah so you do Screaming Frog to crawl you out and just find out. And what you can, it's free as well for up to 500, only up to 500 URLs though. So if you've got a small website, then you're okay. But to be fair, even with the paid version, it's only like, what, £150 per year? Yeah, it's really cheap. So for a whole year, and it just gives you so much information. And also the good thing with Screaming Frog is because lots of, SEOers and website users use it there's so much help out there so if you want to find out or how to get the most out of Screaming Frog or you're not quite sure how to do something that there'll be a resource out there so that's oh just quickly then before we be on Hannah um you said 500 URLs and I've got I'm confident that someone's going to be sat there and I would have probably been the same going well I only have one because I've only got one website but obviously you don't mean that you mean, oh, so yeah. Teresa Heath wearing forward slash. So for instance, I have a URL for every single podcast episode. Yes. So every episode is TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash whatever the number is. So instantly I now have over a hundred of them. So that's a hundred URLs already, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like every, but even um, images and stuff. 
like it's everything oh, that yeah, makes yeah. up your website basically so, so will you do the first have, 500 or will it just not do it at all it would just call up to 500 okay. so basically how screaming frog works is similar to google so it will um follow links so um it will just go from link to link to link and then once it's gone to 500 it won't do any more but that's okay, only in the free cool. version if you do the paid version then and there's lots of other reasons why you want the paid version because you can do so much more with it but yes cool okay <laughs> hannah over to you um I, I don't know it's quite difficult for like favorites are we doing favorites well i don't know How ones? yeah okay um so we've not really touched that much on links yet i know it sounds quite scary but really what it is is making sure that you've got um, lots of votes for your site from other websites. Um, and I've, one of the analogies that I've got for this, this is quite a really... Uh, analogy. Yeah. Analogy, yeah, let's go. Uh, this is crowd surfing. So say you're crowd surfing and you've got three people that you jump on top of. You're not going to look like you're that great. Do you know what I mean? People aren't that bothered about you. They're not voting for you. They're not, they've not got you back, literally. <laughs> They're probably okay. going to stop. Yeah. Whereas if you're crowd surfing and you've got hundreds of people, you've got some really strong people throwing you up in the air. You've got some really weak people as well. It's all really natural. Everyone wants to get involved. That's the kind of website you want. Okay. Can I just say, when you said crowd surfing, I thought, I instantly thought of like crowdfunding. And I was like, I'm really confused. No, that was me just being a bit slow this morning. Uh, Yes. Business mind. It's crowd surfing is very thing to bring <laughs> Hannah, Hannah crowd surfs every Saturday evening. So <laughs> well, you know. th- that must be it because I don't think I've ever. I wouldn't want to take the risk if I'm totally honest. Uh, I'd need a real mix of strong people to be crowd surfing. Me. We are not condoning crowd surfing no, people. That health and safety. <laughs> point there is you need a really healthy backlink profile. So you need lots of strong links. You need links where, say, for example, the BBC. They, they can't lie as easily as a blogger, for example. Yeah. So a yeah. link to them is going to be more valuable, but you do need some bloggers linking to you as well um, because then it looks natural. Mm. So Google is, it really does care about which links are linking to you because it shows, like I say, it's votes of confidence to your site. And the more votes yeah. that you've got from a really healthy profile of backlinks or crowd surfing people, the, yeah. the, your site will rank. So a really good tool for that is Ahrefs. Um, and it's literally A-H-R-E-F-S. Um, that is paid for, but it's not very expensive. It does loads of other stuff as well. So it'll give you rankings every three days. Um, it will, you can look at all sorts of content. It will show you what's ranking um, for if you just put in a term and it will show you how many uh, social media shares that piece of content's got, how long it is. Um, but the main thing is it will show you where your links are coming from. It will also mm-hmm. show you where your competitors' links are coming from. And you can even do an intersect where... Say you've got your two biggest competitors and you say, which of the sites linking to those that aren't linking to me? And it will give you a list that you can then target or just even look out for inspiration. So explain to me, how do I get someone to link to my content? So if someone's sat there listening going, this is brilliant, but how? How do you... Now, I have to say, just quickly, on a side note, the the bigger I get, not physically, as in metaphorically the business, <laughs> the bigger I get as a brand, the more requests I get on a daily basis of people saying, hey, I see you've got this podcast about this, or hey, I see you wrote a blog about this. We've got a great tool. Would you like to link to it here? Or we wrote an article on this. Would you like to link to it here? And inevitably, 
I will say no because it doesn't fit with me or what I'm doing or, you know, I, I'm, that's not what I'm here to do. And they do often say, we'll link back to you. But I, I don't know, should I be saying yes to these people? Should I be, is this what, is this the only way of doing it? Or how do I do it? Um, well, I, I don't know. Maybe me and Hannah could give our opinions on this front. <laughs> uh, but basically, so I would... Um, I'm with you, Teresa. I wouldn't just link to something if I didn't believe it in it or I didn't know about it. Or, I mean, I would weigh up a couple of things here. So when, when you're looking at links and building links to your website and pages, um, yes, they need to be quality. Um, so they've got to have a decent domain authority and basically your domain authority is a score out of a hundred which is basically based on backlinks that's right isn't it that's the right way of describing domain authority um not just on backlinks no i mean there's other i mean it's your domain's authority so how authoritative how how trustworthy how trustworthy yeah so you've got that to um take into consideration but you've also got to think of relevancy as well Mm. Um, because that is so Google is getting more and more sophisticated um, and back in the day there was more spammy techniques that you would do so you could pay for links or buy for links or you could do sort of link farms I don't know if Hannah's got a better way of explaining what a link farm is but basically where you own loads of different domains and you get them linking to each other Um, so obviously that's quite spammy so it's not natural so yeah and there's the natural element to it as well so there's all these things that you've got to sort of take into consideration and if it's relevant if it's a decent domain authority it's got a good score um it's trustworthy then I would go for it but at the same time yeah you don't want to end up building links that you 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 don't like because you don't want to link to a website that you don't really know about or say, say for example, like a Gov website linked out, like reached out to you. Hell yeah, you want Gov. Like I think Hannah said once, didn't you, that you were at a job, and um, oh yeah, we basically just said that if we got some really good links from universities, because universities again, you normally have a really decent authority. Yeah. Don't lie about things generally. Um, and if somebody then deleted that page without telling me. Um, first, and I found out that my links had gone. I'd just leave. Just <laughs> drop the mic. Leave. Yeah. Leave that business. Um, oh uh, but yes. So basically, um, yeah. So there's a couple of things that you've got to weigh up when people are asking for links. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got I've got a similar view. So in terms of linking out um, to somebody else, you should only ever do that when you're natural when it's natural to do it anyway. Yeah. So chances are, if you're going to cite something like a statistic or a piece of research in a blog, you'll already have done it. So someone then asks you to put their, their, their link into it. Why would you do that? Content's done. So that's, that's my personal But in terms of getting links to your site, that's when there's loads of different ways of doing it. You can either create things that would be useful for another website, which has a link into yours. So it would be a whole document or a whole article or a big, I don't want to say guest post, but that kind of thing. Um, there's ways of doing newsjacking where actually there's a, a story that's hit recently and you could be a, a quote in that, or you could give a statistic and that way their 
the news becomes bigger mm-hmm. and then you're it, you're in it. And then you get the link to your website. There's loads of different ways of getting links, but it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, so obviously there's sort of digital PR as well. So obviously that's thinking a bit outside the box of, um, so a good example of this was Game. So you know the company Game? Yeah, the um, shop. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So obviously their audience is gamers, geeky. Yeah. They're not really, um, they just want to spend as much time as they can playing their game. So game at Christmas time came up with a fake product um, where it was the Christmas tinner. So basically it was a Christmas dinner in a tin. Nice. And obviously you couldn't buy it. It was just a no. bit of a PR stunt. Um, but because it was so fun, and interesting that everyone spoke about it like so you had the sun the metro uh yeah. drum you had lots of people so sometimes it's about thinking outside the box and thinking about fun ways that you can get people talking about your brand and your company but if you're doing something like that you need to have something on your website for people to link to um yeah. so yeah and i think um, game even because obviously it's very trendy to be vegan now so I think they had like a vegan version and yeah. stuff um, so or an example that I I did recently was um, I put um, a blog post together and I asked for experts opinion uh, mm-hmm. so I asked I asked for their input and because they were involved in the content they then obviously they want to share about it as well. So I got links through that way. So there's lots of different ways, but it is hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is hard. Specialists in link building. Yeah. So it's it's not something that I'd say if you're a business owner that you should look at yourself. That's probably where you do need some help. Someone to do that. What about, obviously I get invited on other people's podcasts. You guys are coming on my podcast. I will link to you guys because obviously if someone's listening to this and thinks, oh, you know, I need to know more about these people. Is that the same thing? Is that link building? Is that like... That's good for us. So that would be that would be doing us a favor, effectively. Yeah, you're, so you're please giving do. Us a favor. <laughs> We're crowd surfing on you um, at that point. But also from, from the citation point of view and from your links, you're linking out to something highly relevant because we are also a podcast. Mm, or yes. if it's a business person, it's, it's, it's similar to your field. Do you know what I mean? So that's not a bad thing at all. Yeah, you should always be linking out. Because uh, I have this conversation with clients quite a few times where they're scared of when they're putting an article or blog or resource together, they're scared of linking out because they don't want to send people away from their yeah, website. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's ways around it. So if I'm ever um, linking out to something else, I always get it to open in a new tab. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you need to, because at the end of the day, if you're linking, so if you put some content together and you're linking out to somewhere for resource or to back up what you're saying, Google is only going to trust that content more. And that, and that is basically SEO at the end of the day. It's getting Google to trust you and know, yeah, know that you're a trusted source. Cool. Okay. That's awesome. Right. Let's, let's move on a little, just, I'm really conscious of time and I'm really, you know, what's really interesting about this subject is that it is a bit of a rabbit hole subject as in 
you know, I can I can feel that we could literally go like so deep in one thing and come out and then have to go so deep into another. So this might that's be awesome. like a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's why you're going to listen to the, the, the ladies' podcast because we're hopefully not going to do too much of that because it's just, it's too much, isn't it? And like I said, if you want to be really good at that thing, then you are going to have to do that, that work. But obviously there is things you can do. And most people listening will probably have a blog or a podcast or something around that because obviously I am a huge advocate of making sure that you're doing consistent content as obviously you guys are because you have a podcast I have a podcast so tell me let's start with blog tell me what we can do if we're doing a blog what can we actually do to help with the SEO because that's one of the reasons why you would do a blog isn't it because the keyword thing but tell me I'm putting a blog up on my site what do I need to make sure I'm doing okay I'll, I'll take this one um so really a couple of really basic things is so the title of the blog is really important make sure one it's click worthy someone's actually going to click through to it um and okay. two it's either answering something that people are going to search for or something that people don't even know they want yet so you can research what people are looking for um if you've ever done and I'm not going to go into this in any depth whatsoever, but if you've ever done PPC, you can sign up for Google AdWords and through that you can research what people are looking for. There's other tools as well, but that's, that's a really good one. Um, and you can look and say, okay, if you're doing a blog on, I don't know, which houseplant is easiest to look after, something like that. If somebody's searching for easy to look after houseplants, you know that's going to tick that box. People hopefully are going to land on that. Secondly, once you've got the title sorted, you know exactly what you want want to put out there. Look at the like break it up into different segments. Look at mm-hmm. what else is relevant to that. Make sure that you, the subheadings within that are optimized too. Make sure that that actually they they include the keywords that you're targeting. So if it is about houseplants, make sure that they mention houseplants. Not every single one. Make sure it's natural and intuitive as well. Yeah. But don't just put what next or then what because. Any, that could apply to any single website in the world and it's not doing you any favors when Google comes to that page it consumes those headings so headings really really important um, after that I'd also look at what other, what other blogs there are out there already if yeah. you put this idea and you think oh maybe somebody's already done it chances are yeah they have but how could you do it better what could you actually add to that what added value can you give is it a video is it some extra imagery is it an infographic or is it just more headings and then after you've looked at what is the best the easiest to look after houseplant look at different colored houseplants or something like that or how to match mm-hmm. your houseplant with your I don't know lounge yeah thank you <laughs> anything like that give them something that they like I say they didn't even know they were looking for but makes them stay on the site because one of the really important things about blogs is that you don't want someone to go straight back off the site chances are they're looking to research something you either want them to convert to buy that house plant straight away mm. or you want them to stay on the site and consume a few more bits of information so that it doesn't look like they've just come on to the site researched that and it wasn't actually that relevant and gone straight back to google and looked at something else so mm. like i say give them a bit extra whether that's in a separate blog or within the same one make sure there's somewhere to go on to from that hmm. Okay, so what about if I'm uploading a photo with my blog or an image with a blog? Is this where this metadata thing, because when you upload an image on WordPress, not that I do much on the website, I have to say, as I've said already, this is not my forte. But if I'm uploading something and I put an image alongside it, um, what 
do I put the title on as the image or how do I deal with that? So there's two really important things with images. Firstly is the size. So try and make sure they're not above 100 kilobytes um, because then it, one, it, it can slow down your page speed, um, which is a massive, massive ranking factor for Google. Um, so yeah, make sure that they're, they're relatively small. Put it into tiny JPEG mm-hmm. if you need to, to minimize that. Um, is second, that a tool, tiny yeah, JPEG? Yeah. I think it's just online, so just Google that. And there's also, uh, just to add in, on WordPress, there's loads of plugins which will automatically reduce images when you upload them as well. So, mm-hmm. just additional there. Um, and the second thing about uploading the image, so you're right about actually putting some text in there. So, first of all, name the image something that's relevant. So, if it's a, a Yucatan plant or something like that. <laughs> a what now? Is that a plant? I'm sorry. <laughs> We'll take your word for it. (laughs) Or a cactus. Let's go for that. Cactus. There we go. We know that one. Yeah. So call it. And then second, you'll have (laughs) you'll have alt text. So and that'll be in WordPress as well. So the alt text is alternative text, and the reason it's alternative is because if that image doesn't display properly, then Google can see that you've got an image of the spider plant there, and because you've said you said spider plant on coffee table in kitchen or do you know what I mean that kind of thing oh, okay so you, you describe what's in that image and secondly the really really important reason to do that is because a lot of people who are hard of find it hard to see um yeah. who are blind still use the internet and they read it by sound so somebody reads out what's on the page and it will say okay. image of blah 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 so it's, oh my god could you imagine they must have a nightmare like <laughs> Because how many people are actually doing this properly? Mm. So, like, either they'll say nothing or it'll say a load of random words from numbers, what the image yeah. was saved of. Yeah. 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 So it, that's just offering a really, really good experience to everybody, which is exactly what Google wants you mm. to do. Because mm. at the end of the day, when it comes to an image on a page or a website, just because we can see that it's a pink cat, doesn't that like Google can't see that it's a pink cat because it can't see the picture unless we write it in the alt text unless then then, yeah and that's what you've got your cool so we definitely need to fill that in okay anything else on the blog front that we need to be doing when uploading it just basic stuff yes really really quickly um so Sarah touched on metadata earlier which is the information that displays in Google the most amazing thing here is you can decide what displays in Google so yeah the title the bit, like you said, the, bl- the blue bit that you click on, the link, make sure that that's around 60 to 70 characters long. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's optimized with keywords. So make sure it says best houseplant for lazy people or anything. Do you know what I mean? Make sure it's highly optimized. Why did you look at me then when you said lazy? you the whole time. So yeah, make sure that it's, it's got whatever people are searching for. You can just use the title if you've optimized that already. And then in the description, maximum of, of between 120 to 160 characters, 120 yeah. is best for um, And make sure you use keywords in there too, because when Google then displays you in search engine results, it will highlight those keywords, it will bold mm. them slightly. So making sure you've actually got a houseplant in there or watering a houseplant or something like that. I hope this is really helpful for somebody who's got a plant business. <laughs> yeah, they are going to be like, boom, you've just done my whole work for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> and can I just add, with your meta description as well, 
think clickbait, like think how can you get that person? So yes, the keywords and that is very important. But what is also important is working on that CTR click-through rate. So any like try it's all about trial and error isn't it so um try different methods see and see what else people are putting in their meta descriptions and see how you can differ or how you can make yours stand out more so yeah think of, sorry yeah no go. say, going back to that tool i mentioned earlier of google search console and click-through rate yeah. you can actually so you can test so yeah so it's a trial and error you can test what works better you can see which gets more clicks just one more thing as well <laughs> sorry this is yeah Fine. so um, and another um if you've got a bit of budget that you can play around with you can actually use google adwords to test things like your title tags and meta descriptions so obviously um when you're testing them organically through seo it takes a bit of time um, because you'd have to have it on your site for a couple of months and change it up but you could if you've got, I don't know, a couple couple of quid, a bit more, um, you can test um, different things in a Google ad, for example, and see what works best. And then you can use that as you... Does that make sense, what I just said? Yeah, it did in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. It did make sense. I like it. Okay. So because of pure selfish reasons, because I obviously have a podcast, what do I need to be doing from an SEO point of view for the podcast because it is different because we obviously normally how or how I do my podcast and I know not everybody does it this way but I have show notes written so I have a very lovely girl called Kirsty who'll be listening to this because she listens to every podcast I do the poor thing and she writes the show notes for me and then obviously I have a transcript which I use Rev4 I'll put a link in the show notes for that as well and basically those two things are my my written content because they can't read my audio file can no, they no exactly and that was that was on my first point on how to Sorry, optimize did i steal it no 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 <laughs> it's, how, it's natural isn't it me talking about <laughs> so yes definitely um put in a chance because what you need on so obviously if you've just on your podcast page if all you've got is your audio you ha- you're not given much to google to understand what that page is about or what that content is about so definitely show notes is really good um transcripts because obviously then you're actually given something for google to crawl and understand um and what i'd also suggest is figuring out what keywords that podcast or that page should rank for so using google search console or your or lots of different like if you go into google and search free keyword tools there'll be loads that you can use out there yeah um but yeah figure out what what that podcast and page should rank for and you need to be optimizing elements on your on that page so you want to be adding those keywords to your metadata that hannah just spoke about um image alt tags so definitely get images on there and Mm -hmm. be putting alt tags in there because again you're helping google understand what that page is about Um, make sure you're doing your header tags so you've got your one h1 tag and other tags that explain to google what this podcast is about and then add in relevant schema so that's the code or the description i was gonna say you've lost me now what's that so schema so we've uh, touched on it before but schema is what do you call it code hannah 
Is that the best way to say? It's definitely or, code. Yeah. So it's basically a bit of code you put on that page to tell Google what that content is. Yeah. Do I do that or does do a tech person do that? And where yeah, would I do it? It's, 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 it's a lot more technical. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. um, yeah. So you can do it. There's something called Google Tag Manager and you can do yeah. it yourself through there. Again, it's mm. free to do that. Um, so if you want to check it out, do it that way. And again, it's, it's, it's almost kind of like saying, say you've got a product, like, mm-hmm. it's not really relevant to a podcast, um, but you can say, this is the price of the product. Here it is. And you highlight it and then Google tags it up in its schema markup. Okay. Okay. I think, yeah. I mean, that is more on the technical side, isn't it? Um, but yeah, but two, two more uh, tips with your podcast yeah. is um, making sure that your linking to it so obviously um what i would suggest is on your home page link into your most recent podcast on your home page because this is a analogy that i'm going to steal okay. from her right now uh, but she explained um to think of your home page and link structure as a tree so your home page is the trunk yeah, yeah. And then from your trunk, you've got your um, branches. Um, I'm doing an impression of a tree right now, which is ridiculous. Uh, that's my interpretive dance. Hey, my degree is yeah, coming. See, it's all right coming together. It makes perfect <laughs> sense. So your branches are your next pages. So your like your yeah. service pages, your service pages, about page, all that. And then you've got your leaves, which are your other pages that link to. So obviously, the further down um, the Stru- the link structure is that what yeah. you would call it? Yeah. Um, like but pages can get buried and a way to sort of tell Google that this is an important page and we want you to take notice of is linking it from your homepage because your homepage is give because it's the trunk of your trunk yeah. it's, it's the strongest bit it's the strongest bit so always make sure that you're linking to your like your most recent podcast you might um maybe there's um you f- you find out what your most uh, popular yeah, podcast yeah. is episode you link from that so linking is really important um to tell google that's an important page and yeah and also share it on other channels so use social media to promote Mm -hmm. it Uh, if you've got an email list push it out there um yeah just push it out there because if you're promoting it a you might entice people to link to it because you're getting people to know about it but it's also about the voice isn't it and yeah the sentiment that, and yeah talk about sentiment quickly oh. <laughs> um, so google, google cares about sentiment so it, like in reviews and things like that if you've got lots of positive sentiment it thinks it's a good thing which, because it is and then similarly if you've yeah, got negative yeah. sentiment it cares about that too so it will always take that into account is so that how how do they know that it, it, where are people putting this sentiment in well in reviews or social media so if, if say for okay. example you, you're, you've done a podcast that's been incredibly offensive to somebody. <laughs> not that Teresa would ever offend anyone. Well, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you've got lots of negativity on social media for that. Chances are Google's going to be like, oh, this isn't, this isn't good. Whereas if you've okay. done an amazing one and it gets lots of links, lots of positive feedback, some really good reviews, it's more positive. Cool, cool. Okay, like I said, I am so conscious of our time because we can just keep talking and talking and talking. So let's finish off 
by literally going through some really quick things of not to do because there's always so many and they change right there's so many myths around different things one person will tell you definitely do this one person says definitely don't do that so what are your kind of like key mistakes that people or you see people making that we should be avoiding like the plague um so i'd say deleting products or pages without thinking about the consequences of it so when you do you know what a 404 is yes yeah. Hey, check me out. I know what 404 is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Thanks, thanks, thanks. When you've internally linked to something on your, on your website and then you've deleted it, that link has nowhere to go unless you've taken it away. So it comes up with a 404, which is really just a really bad user experience because that person then lands on that page and says, oh, where's this information I was coming to look at? And a lot of the 404 pages are really negative too. Like, oh, you've got, you've, you've, I don't know, you've not found the right place or something. Have you yeah. got lost? And it, if you're going to have a 404 page, first of all, be positive about it and be like, oh, let us help you find where you're looking for this or use our search, internal search navigation bar or something like that. Yeah. Um, but if you delete things and you'll get more and more 404s, first of all, it's not, it doesn't look good to Google because it's bad user experience. And second of all, yeah. it look good to the person on your website. So yeah, make sure that you check where, before you delete a page, what's linking to it. Mm. You can use the tool that Sarah says, Screaming Frog, how to do that. Yeah. You get stuck. Ask her, yeah. <laughs> message Sarah, uh, or me, but yeah. Or listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> there's ways of finding out. So, or just look through the content yourself and just make sure there's not any internal links on there that are going to be messed up. So that's your first mistake. Oh, is there- so, oh, just quickly one question on that then. So let's say I have a product business and I have uh, a cup that I sell and suddenly I don't have that cup anymore. And obviously because I'm amazing at marketing, there's loads of links out to this cup. What do I do? Do I keep the page there, but do no longer in stock and do some alternatives? Do I, what do I do with that? Yeah. If you've got lots of people linking to it from an external website um, and you don't want to lose all of that value that you've, you've earned from that, then yeah, absolutely. Just say this, this product isn't in stock anymore. That's why you get those pages because you don't Mm. want to eat that page Mm. completely. But your best user experience there is to say, here's an alternative. Yes, yeah. so yeah. Um, redirect maybe as well. Yeah, yeah, really good point. The second option there would be to redirect that page to a similar page. Um, you do technically lose a bit of the equity from yeah. from those links from doing that. Um, but if you've not got something that's highly relevant, then you don't lose absolutely yeah. anything. And I think also, also um, maybe it's a seasonal thing. So maybe you sell this cup in the winter, but you don't in the summertime. Um, I don't know why I could have thought of a much better example. <laughs> like it's have... a Mother's Day cup. Come oh. on, Sarah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> you can use that one. You can take that suggestion. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> Next time you're talking about cups and seasonality. <laughs> I know, Sarah, just so you know, I'm not being mean to it. I'm not mean to my podcast guest. <laughs> sorry, sorry, so, yes, I won't be mean. Mother's Day cup. Mother's Day cup. So obviously when it's not Mother's Day, uh you'd have something like it's not in stock, but then you'd link to uh but if you like this cup, you might also like this cup. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. So there's different there's sorry, way- I'm being mean. <laughs> Um, also, sorry, one more thing that just came off that and it's just jumped out of my head and let me just see if I waffle if it jumps back in my head. Oh yes, right. So I have Again, I, this is why I love episodes like this because I get to ask questions about my own stuff. I use Pretty Links 
which is a plugin on WordPress. I say that like I'm so smart, like I did it. I didn't, someone put it there. I just know how to use it. Mm-hmm. So every time obviously I have a podcast episode, it has its link. And then because I want to make it a better user experience for my audience. And so it's easier rather than go and go to TeresaHeathrowing.com forward slash podcast forward slash word underscore word, whatever dot the, the, right. So instead of all that, I just have the go to episode 98 or whatever it is. Oh, this mm. isn't episode 98. Don't go there. If you're looking for info on this episode. Um, but I, I have the pretty link. Is that going to affect my, like you just said something, Hannah, about it'll affect the something of the page. So is, that, is it a bit like Bitly? Yes. So where? So but it's a plugin. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, because it still takes you to the same URL. Cool. So at the That's end of the day, fine. it still takes you to that page. It's, it's still the, that page that gets the benefit of it. Mm. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think you have issues there. On that point, cool. though, really, really yeah. quickly, um, if you do optimize your URLs by using proper words in them, do you know what I mean? Instead of having sort yes. of episode 20 um, forward slash uh, HRB two question mark. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of yeah, yeah. Is better. Yeah. yeah. So there is a thing about having um, pretty URLs, isn't there? I know that's the term that you just yeah. use for plugin, um, but you can, when it comes to URLs and stuff, um, yeah, have a think of having keywords and making sure there's no horrible horror stuff in there, like exclamation marks, weird. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Sorry, I jumped on that one completely. So what's your next uh, do not do? Okay, um, I'm guessing we're taking it in turns. So my one would be, um, okay, this is a classic one. So people thinking that they've done their SEO, they've done it once off, and then that's all they need to do, and they just forget about it. Okay. I think, yeah. Um, SEO is an on going thing like um google will change its algorithm so how it ranks pages it's always changing that on a daily basis um there's something crazy isn't there like 2000 updates a week or a day or google's constantly changing yeah. um yeah uh yeah. And also you've got your competitors to think about. So just because you're ranking really well at this moment in time, you might think, great, I can just sit back and just forget about that. A competitor could um, better your content or look at maybe your um, page speed is a bit on the slow side. So they might better the content and make sure the, the speed of the website, the, that page loads really fast. So, um, yeah, so you compare, you've got to be careful of what your competitors are doing. And also, it's trial and error. So you should always be um, testing stuff out. And what I'd also suggest is anything that you do um, to your website, so maybe you change a meta description or a title tag, maybe you do some internal linking, make a note of it. Because then, and you can do that in Google Analytics anyway, so you can put little notes of what you've done so then you can see so when you've changed the meta description if like that brings in more traffic you've got a correlate okay so I changed the meta description traffic is going up that was a good thing to do vice versa is if you've done a change and traffic's gone down you know okay let's go change that back yeah yeah so yeah so yeah I just don't think that just because you spent some time doing SEO and you've got it, no, it's an ongoing thing, ongoing thing. So what are we doing? Like once a month, is that sufficient for a small business? Oh, I don't really Bearing know. Bear in mind, we've got so much to do. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on the competition as well. Yeah. Like if you're in a really niche area, then you don't need to do as much because you won't have as much yeah. competition. 
if you're not, it, chances are you've they like probably me. There's yeah. a million social media well, things out there and digital marketing things. I'm in like a horrible SEO situation. Yeah, really competitive. Yeah. But rather than thinking about how much time, more think about prioritizing your tasks. So okay. there's lots of stuff that you can do. I would prioritize. I don't know if you would agree on this. Absolutely. Because yeah. like, to us, you'd spend 24 hours a day on SEA just because there's so much that you can do. But I know that more business You two need fun. to get out more. All right. <laughs> get a hobby, she says. <laughs> Who is exactly the same from my point of view. Right. It's a Saturday, people. Just so you know, it is actually a Saturday and we are all sat in our respective offices doing this. So there's me saying get a life and get a hobby and we good job we love what we do isn't it yes yes we do we do so that's my um uh, yeah have you got another one yeah i'll give you one more if you want Teresa. is that perfect yeah let's have one more awesome um one of mine would be so duplicate pages and this is especially important on e-commerce sites so say for example you've got a t-shirt and then you've got say you sure it's not a cup (laughs) it's not a mother's cup let's go back to the top okay <laughs> so you say you've got this cup, right? But then you've also got exactly the same cup in five more different colours. So you've got right. pages for this cup. Okay, so that will automatically create potentially six different URLs, six different yeah. pages with all the same information on except for a different colour. So going back to what we were saying about the URL structure and how yes. you've got, sometimes you end up with question marks and all that kind of stuff, that's normally because you've added a filter. So maybe you've added only want to see red mm. cups. So that's perfectly fine. That's absolutely okay. But then what you need to do is there's some, there's some technical work in the background, which I'm not going to go into in any depth, um, which you can do to tell Google that, by the way, Google, I, I know this page is exactly the yeah. same as my black cup, but the reason that it's, it's different and I've got a whole page for it is because it's important. So what you can do is you can say, this is a variation of the black mm. cup to Google and it won't penalize you for having lots of duplicate pages also it will it will show the, the cup that actually you want people to land on rather than them landing on six different cups it will land on the one that's got yes, the black yes, one as the, the main one and then the different yeah. colors as opposite yeah i do think in wordpress if you've got the yoast seo plugin um you can set so it's kind of the canonical cancle yeah. it's the cancle page yeah. isn't it <laughs> So I, I think, yeah, so if you've got the Yoast plugin on WordPress, you can set in there, I believe. I don't know. I think you'd have to have a play around. Um, okay. But there's ways around it. Yeah. Cool. So, but similarly, if you've got, like, say, if, you, if you've got a B2B business and it's just services and you've got, mm. say, um, I don't know, uh, social media for vets and then social mm. media doctors and all you've done is just check, swap the word out, vet for yeah. doctor. It's really, really bad. So. On, on that side mm. of things, there's nothing you can do about that. You just shouldn't do it. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So no duplicate pages where you're just trying to cheat the system a bit. Yeah. Ladies, thank you. Oh, go on. Sorry. Go, 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 go. I was just going to say, like, sometimes it might not even be that you're trying to cheat the system. Like, it's just happened because of that's how your page is set up. And it's just like yeah. a mistake basically it's just just being wary isn't it yeah sorry that's all I was gonna that was a really rubbish thing to add. <laughs> added it now. you've ruined it now you've ruined the end of the podcast oh man this is it was going so well till then uh, <laughs> I'm joking ladies thank you so so very much it this has been 
really helpful. It also, for me, I don't know about you listening, but for me, it also it also gives me a lot of unanswered questions because it's like, oh, actually, there is so much into this. And I don't want anybody to be sat there thinking, now I need to be an SEO expert as well as a social media expert, as well as a content creator, as well as, you know, because all those things are on top of the actual thing you're meant to be doing that sells, that makes you money, the thing that you're selling. But I want you to take this as a there are some things that you can do and we've given you some great tips and brilliant tools here. So even just doing one or two of those things will make a huge difference potentially. And the other thing, like I said, I wanted to do was to introduce these lovely ladies to you so that you can go and listen to their podcast if you want to know more about this and if you want to get better at this and if you want to really start maybe doing this for your site itself. So thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you today. Yes, thank you very much for inviting us on. And yes, we've had so much fun and I hope we have given people value because that's what we aim to do. Yeah, so thank you for helping us on our mission to try and make SEO a little bit more accessible and more fun. And I hope we had some laughs. I mean, we had some laughs, but I hope your your audience, (laughs) you know, SEO can be fun. (laughs) Come and listen to the funny SEO podcast. Perfect. Thank you ladies so, so much. (laughs) Thanks, Teresa. Thank you. So what did you think? Did you get some useful advice from it? Like I said, SEO really isn't my subject. So I was very, very grateful for the girls coming on. Obviously, if you want to know any more or want to dive a little bit deeper, then check out the show notes because we put a link to the SEO SAS in order for you to go and check out their podcast if you want to go a bit deeper on this subject. Anyway, I am going to leave you guys to it for this week. I will see you next week for a solo episode. And until then, keep safe. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out TeresaHeathWearing.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.